Welcome back to the Relax My Dog podcast. My name is Claire. And my name's Leah. And we are from Relax My Dog. We talk about all things dog. Now, last week, we taught, we taught you 10 simple tricks that you can teach your dog, um, which I really enjoyed. And I hope that you guys have tried some of those. If you, if you have, uh, like I mentioned, we are on YouTube, so you guys can let us know in the comments below the video. Um, if you tried any of them and if you were successful in any way. Um, but one thing that uh, Leah mentioned actually in one of them, which um, I can't quite remember which one it was, I think it might have been the rollover one, I can't remember. So this week we're going to be seeing if there's these certain behaviours your dog might need. Obedience training. Uh, now obedience training is very important, isn't it? Like I think when you get a dog, um, especially a younger dog, obedience training is very, very important. Not only does it teach your dog to behave well but it means that they're going they're going to be a better behaved dog so you like have a stressful relationship with your animal which is never never a good thing like you see some people that like really scream and shout at their dogs and like it's really so unfair because dogs like aren't inherently naughty are they they just aren't trained no. they don't know what you're talking about they don't know what i find it really upsetting when i see people yelling at their dogs and it's like we've not they're not trained and they're not they don't have obedience training it's kind of like yeah. small, not the dog's fault and like if you're yelling at the dog dog doesn't know what's done and it it upsets me yeah i know it's one of the things isn't it that it might be a little bit sort of tedious and a bit long at the start to try and get your dog to be yeah. obedient how you want them but in the long run it's like it's just the best thing for mm-hmm. it like we did quite a lot with milo when he was a puppy and now he is like the most obedient dog um like whenever we go to the park he's just mm. That is the best dog. Oh, he might go and say hi to another dog, but as soon as we want him to leave, we say his name and he comes running over. He's never one to run off. He's yeah. he's just really, really well behaved. But even if he gets out of the garden, like um, he just sits at the front door, like he's waiting. Oh. To like he's just he's so so obedient with us. And it's one of the things that yeah, might have, we might have done quite a bit at the beginning, but it's definitely helped him in the long run. And now he's twelve and he's still still sticking to that. So it is really good. Yeah, it's just so important, like, you know, re- like recall, stop and recall might not seem like, they, they're really important, especially if you're out at walking and stuff, like recall and stop could yeah could really help, like, it really helps your dog stay safe. So it's just really important. So um, obedience training might not be the easiest thing for certain breeds of dogs, so, and you might not even know if your dog needs obedience training. So here are some behaviours to look out for to, that might indicate that your dog does need a little bit more obedience training. The first is probably one of the most obvious ones is this, they snarl or growl when you get too close to their possessions. Now, if you ever reach down to throw a toy, your dog loves only to have them snarl at you in return or get too close to their food and get similarly scary reaction. Now, that's a behaviour called resource guarding, and it occurs when a dog believes they're protecting something highly valuable. Um, unfortunately, this behaviour can escalate if you inadvertently teach a dog that when they want something, they can get it by showing their teeth. Um, this behaviour definitely warrants a, ses- a session with obedience trainer and you can te- who can teach them commands like leave it, um, then offer a reward when your dog listens. When the cue is given, the dog knows that it's worth giving up the resource because a jackpot bonus is on its way. Um, they often find this behavior if you get a dog from a, a shelter because resource um, yeah. resource is something that they use to basically survive because they don't they're in a group of big dogs big uh, lots sorry big group of dogs and they don't know if they're going to get fed or you know and especially if they've lived on the streets or they've been astray um, it's important for them for their survival to guard their resources but um, it's obviously something that they don't need to worry about when they've got a loving home so 
um, even though that is something that might they might pick up before they know you, um, it's very important for them to learn not to do that because that could get quite aggressive. Yeah, it's one of the things if they've done it all of their lives to try and stop that, it can be quite hard. So doing something yeah. like obedience training is is key to sort of to progress with that dog and for the, them to change that behaviour. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think if you uh, have a dog who's with that, and especially if you get one that's a bit older, if you if you um, adopt a dog that's not a puppy and they've done that most of their lives, um, it might be more worth you um, getting a trainer in rather than trying to do it yourself because they'll obviously have a bit a little bit more expertise. Yeah, no, definitely. I agree. Mm. Uh, and the next one is if they bark a lot. Now, excessive barking is a common behavioural issue in dogs and it could be caused by a range of different factors. And obviously the first step is figuring out the cause. Um, so think about, are they protecting the house from what's outside? Are they scared of what's outside? Are they protecting you as their owner? Um, are they just vocal? And uh, this is a job they've given themselves to do. And obviously from there, a professional trainer can help you plan a course of action to try and try and stop this excessive barking. Now, the solution could be as simple as giving your dog a new job to do besides barking, for example, uh, you could train him to do a specific part of the house, uh, or sorry, to go to a specific part of the house if he hears somebody at the door, or you could teach him to play with a mentally stimulating toy during a time he would normally bark. Um, a trainer will obviously be able to offer a range of different solutions that could work for your dog's specific situation. Mm. Um, it is just one of the things, I think, that with barking, um, just figuring out exactly why they're doing that, and then you can figure out a plan to stop them from doing that like Marlo's not really a barker so we never really had to do that but my friend's dog um barks like crazy whenever somebody mm -hmm. like he hears a noise outside or somebody leaves or enters the house barks like mad um so oh. they're looking at doing some sort of training to or just trying to uh, divert his attention away from that mm -hmm. so that um he doesn't do this excessive barking anymore dogs bark but it's when it gets that excessive um, amount it's not only um disruptive to you your dog like your neighbors and stuff and it's just it's not it's not a comfortable life for either your dog or you no. that barks because if your dog's bark like dogs don't bark for like you know no reason that your dog is barking for something so to get rid of that it means you're gonna have a better life both you and your dog <laughs> yeah sometimes it even sounds like it's painful you know if a dog is yeah. barking like excessively for so long it sounds like it actually hurts them so it is one of the things that if you do notice it, just get it, like, get them trained to, yeah. to stop doing it because it's not very nice to hear. No, no it's not. Um, so next is that they have poor leash uh, manners. Now, walking your dog should be a pleasant experience, not one plagued by pulling, chasing or getting tangled in the leash. Uh, and while being a wild walker might seem harmless, it's actually anything but. Improper leash manners can lead to many dangerous scenarios, including pulling so hard that the owner falls and injures themselves, or pulling so hard that the dog runs into the street. So instead of playing tug of war with your dog, enroll them in obedience training to help them learn how to walk on a leash safe, uh, safely. It's a simple skill to learn and will benefit you and your pup in the long run. Um, if you do have a pulley dog, using a harness instead of collar and leash combo can also help. I actually think dogs wearing harnesses instead of collars and leads is, is vastly sort of overtaking collars and leads now. I think most dogs you see out now wear harnesses, which I personally think they're a lot more... A lot safer for your dog because they're not pulling on um pulling around their neck or that kind of thing mm -hmm. so they don't give themselves any harm so i mean poor leash manners if you've got a younger dog um you know that you're just learning and teaching how to be out you might not have to go uh specifically to a trainer uh, but you've got an older dog 
who you're struggling with or suddenly starts having like bad leash manners, there might be something that's underlying um with that so if that, you know if you've got a dog who suddenly starts having bad leash manners there might be something going on there so like talk to your vet um but if you can't if you, you're really struggling then yeah go to a trainer there's loads of them around and stuff and that's uh, they'll definitely be able to help you yeah for that leash training is like one of the main one of the main things isn't it because that'll stop you from going on walks or anything mm-hmm. like that that sort of you do day to day with your dog so yeah definitely mm-hmm. one to to watch out for 100 yeah and the next one is obviously one that you could you can't ignore, uh, and that is if they chew up the house. Now, there's nothing more frustrating than realising your pup has turned your favourite pair of shoes into a chew toy. If that happens often, then obedience training and the mental stimulation that comes with it can help. Um, often dogs that are destroying things in the home are just bored and trying to find things to do, which kind of does make sense if you're not providing the dog with um, anything entertaining to do, then... Mm-hmm then the need to have something to sort of like an outlet to do like with us if we need something we'll get if you like video games we'll get that if you like tv programs or do that if you like knitting do you know what i mean we can go out and and purchase our own things whereas dogs don't have that ability so they're just trying to find something entertaining and if your new shoes are the way to go about it then obviously that's what they're going to do and mm. practicing a new command um, you'll learn in obedience school is an easy way to alleviate boredom and give your dog an exciting alternative activity. Um, it will also tire your pup out so he's less likely to go on a destructive rampage as soon as you leave the room. Um, so yeah, definitely just one if you, obviously you can't ignore it if you notice they're ripping up your cushions or yeah. your clothing. Um, it could even be one if they're doing it, maybe get them a few toys that mm. they have as their own, it's their toys then at least maybe do that as the first step. And if they, they stop ruining things in the house, it could just be that they didn't have anything to to yeah. let this um, stimulation out with or whatever. Um, but then if it does continue, then obviously you need to take them to some sort of obedience training for sure. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, when chewing, up, uh, chewing up the house and chewing up your possessions is a real destructive behaviour. And obviously one you need to get sorted out because you're not going to ever be able to have any nice things <laughs> and it's um yeah. you know it, it can be a sign of anxiety and that kind of thing for your dogs um and if that is happening it's definitely one you want to you want to tackle head on yeah for um, sure the next one is their mean to other dogs um so if your dog has no pals at the dog park or simply can't be trusted around other animals while some dogs may have traumatic backgrounds that prevent them from wanting to play or engage with other animals, a trainer will be able to teach that dog to be safe and calm around other pets when they need to be. For example, when passing another dog on a walk. Um, so yeah, I mean that's that's just one of those things. It depends. There are more, there are some dog breeds that are more likely to do sort of do lunging and snapping, um, but also yeah. it really depends on like how they've been brought up, how they've been trained, where they've come from. Um, there's a so I live like around lots of farms and there's a um, a family just down the road on one of the farms and they she has a lot of um wire-haired terrier type dogs and she uses them as guard dogs for their livestock and so she walks them up and down because I live on a big long road and she walks them up and down several times a day and if they come close to any other person or any other dog like if I'm sat in my house I can hear them like really? and then they're only little things like they're tight those little wire-haired things mm-hmm like she has to like pull them to the side of the road or pull them into one of the fields it's just like oh my god so these dogs aren't meant to be like these dogs aren't trained to be 
particularly friendly with other animals because they're guard dogs but still it's like it's so like when if I'm walking into the village and I, and I see her because she always wears this bright yellow uh, jacket I'm like oh mm. god bloody dogs sorry pardon my French <laughs> um, oh god <laughs> this woman and her dogs I'm gonna get shouted at by these dogs so but I suppose like they're not trained to be friendly dogs I don't I don't know it's just quite unpleasant when I, I walk past and she always like oh I'm so sorry oh I'm so sorry like <laughs> yeah I think my mum gets quite like anxious whenever we go on a walk because you obviously you don't really know how a dog's going to react to mm. any dog. But my mum always says that um, Milo's like this really handsome dog and she thinks, oh, all these dogs are really jealous of Milo. So if ever, <laughs> ever a dog snaps or lunges, she gets, she's so protective over him. Um, so it is, it's probably one of the things as well. If you notice that your dog is quite mean to other dogs, um, then it might be best to keep them on the lead, you know, like away from, yeah. you don't want it to cause anything or anything like that so I think it's one of the things that put them on a lead and then eventually take them to some sort of obedience training to try and alleviate this this issue that you'd obviously dogs got um with other dogs yeah absolutely uh, now the next one is they have a separation anxiety now many vets um expect to see an increase in cases of separation anxiety as dog um owners begin to return to work obviously after quarantine etc um, if your dog has separation anxiety, you may notice his stress levels begin to increase as soon as you start getting ready to leave. For example, uh, when you do things like uh, put your shoes on or pick up your keys, etc. This behaviour could um, escalate to anything from chewing up the house while you're gone to attempt to jump out of a window to follow you. Literally, dogs will go to sort of any extreme if they're, they're feeling quite anxious. Now, the anxiety escalates as a human gets ready to leave or after they leave. Um, it usually is at its worst in the first 30 minutes, uh, sort of as you've left. Um, a trainer can help to alleviate the issue by having the owner pretend to uh, get ready to leave without actually leaving or by leaving to go to a different room or to the mm-hmm. back garden uh, for a few minutes at a time. Uh, you might not have to worry about this issue um, for long because obviously the trainer will be able to to help you out as much as they possibly can I think I've done something on this before um and it's recommended that yeah you just leave the house for mm-hmm. um and for a certain number of minutes come back in and then keep doing it but leaving not sort of longer periods of time just to get your dog gradually used to it because obviously yeah. going from being at home um all day every day there your, your dog's back and call to all of a sudden being out of the house for however many hours a day and it can be quite traumatic for a dog so I think doing Mm -hmm. it gradually would be really really helpful to help your dog see that um that it's actually it's actually not that bad and they will be back soon yeah because if you're um if you're going out for extended periods of time or you're going out before um, getting a dog used to you being out there they're obviously going to be like where are they are they coming home but if you if you consistently go out for like 30 minutes like every day or every other day for uh, an amount of time like a week or so your dog's gonna get used to you being outside and then you being outside the house um and they you know so they won't be quite as anxious um dogs having separation anxiety really really breaks my heart because it's it's something that's actually really common and people I don't think people are people know that dogs get separation anxiety because obviously you're not in the house you're not around them you don't know that your dog's anxious and it just it, it's really sad <laughs> yeah yeah uh, the next is that they ignore basic commands outside of the house. Um, so a dog might be a pro at sitting or staying and you give them a command in your living room. But if it all goes out the window as soon as you leave the house, it's meaningless. Um, ignoring commands is usually due to the dog thinking that they are the boss. 
Um, this mindset can lead to problems in the future, which means it's important to get a trainer involved quickly. Trainers will reinforce dogs to trust the owners and, will tr and with trust comes understanding and listening. That way you're never left unsuccessfully repeating commands at the dog park ever again, which, um, it, I mean, yeah, it's great if your dog's like best behavior when you're in the house, but most of the time when you're training your dog basic commands, it's for when you're outside of the home. Um, so it's kind of useless if they're, they're really good at coming to you in the house, but not, but they're absolutely not good um, if you're out and about. So um, yeah, I mean, it's a thingy with the basic commands, like sometimes, uh, your dog can be anxious when they're outside or they get too distracted and that kind of thing so if you know usually you'd be able to sort of do these commands outside of the house by yourself but if you do have a dog that's a bit more anxious a bit more flighty it might be might be best to get a trainer involved and, and use their expertise yeah for sure uh, with a lot of trainers while well, they say to start it inside but then move it outside because mm -hmm. like you say outside is so different there's so many more distractions going on like sounds um people like if you go to a dog park dogs that are going to be there that could easily distract your dog so yeah it is it's important like you say to either uh, gradually take that step and continue the training outside rather than thinking your dog or the dog yeah. knows the trick when i do it inside or know the trick outside it's a completely different scenario and if yeah. it's too much then yeah get definitely get a trainer yeah yeah i mean it's we're not like sponsored by a trainer or anything it's just that we know <laughs> we know when it's like you know it might sound like like some people don't agree that dogs need trainers they just need to be like trained but sometimes it's out of your control and it's just you, you need to be comfortable in understanding that there's only so much you can do and trainers are there to help you they know what they're doing so yeah. you know that that's what they're there for uh, so um, that's true. Mm. and the next one is that they're afraid of new environments and uh, if you see signs of nervousness whenever you take your dog out of the house, uh, for example, if he hides or puts his tail between his legs at the pet store, enrolling him um, into obedience training is probably the best thing to do. A mentally stimulating class could help boost his confidence and make him more secure in new environments. Um, and here's the thing, when it comes to increasing confidence and decreasing anxiety with your dog, it doesn't matter which commands you work on. Uh, what mm -hmm. matters most is that your dog understands that he's learning new skills and that he's getting to bond with you in the process. So um, even just the thought of the dog being able to learn to do a new trick would be a really, really good thing to help the dog with their, their confidence and overall um, they can feel a little bit more secure sort of wherever they are, especially if they're with the owner as well. They'll learn to build that relationship with them and, and hopefully that anxiety should drop a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's... Yeah, coming new environments can be scary even for us. Um, so if you've got a dog that's prone to that kind of, it was a little bit more nervous. Well, less than yeah, I'm a bit timid. It's, I think it's quite hard to see as well as an owner. Like if your dog's quite anxious to go into the park or you know somewhere where you yeah. expect to be quite happy, um, I think it can be quite upsetting. So if that is the case, definitely get a trainer involved so that yeah. even like new training sessions, you'd notice such a big difference with your dog. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So that is um, some behaviours to look out for if you, um, that indicate their dog might need some obedience training. Uh, let us know in the comments on YouTube um, if your dog has ever had any of these behaviours and what you did about it. And especially if you have any success stories about getting your dog trained with obedience, let us know um, on YouTube. Um, like I said, I'll probably say it for a lot of episodes now until people really uh, remember. But we are our podcasts are on Spotify, but they're also on 
YouTube now where you guys can go and comment underneath and you can talk to us. It'd be really great. We really love uh, interacting with you guys. Um, so check us out on YouTube. All the links in the show notes to um, we also have a blog and all that kind of stuff. And Leah and I actually make shorts and vlogs for Relax My Dog YouTube channel. So you guys can go and check them out. Please feel free. Leave lots of comments. Be nice. Be kind. You know, <laughs> we're nice people. We are nice people. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks for joining us this week. And Leah and I will see you in our next episodes. Bye. Bye. Thank you.